Welcome to Solid Sound Bites. My name is John Yost, and our special guest this episode is Randy Doty. He's a good friend of mine, and, well, anytime I see Randy, he's like Charlie Brown to me. You say, good grief, but in a positively different way. Randy shares that, well, in grief, we can have good grief. And he brings today first aid for grief. What's that all about, Randy? First aid for grief uh, really comes from my background. Uh, I've been involved with uh, first aid ever since I'm 16 years old. I was in the fire company, then I was on uh, Boyertown Ambulance for 20 years as an EMT. Hmm. Uh, ran about 1,500 ambulance calls. So uh, wow. first aid has really been part of my background. Did it matter who called in for that first aid? I mean, were you selective? I know I'm being facetious, sure. but yeah, when when someone dials 911, you don't say who are you and uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about yourself. You know, when someone d needs help, you you respond no matter who they are, no matter what the circumstance is. Uh, you know, you say, uh, you know, you call for help and I'm on on the way. Yeah. My initial instinct is always to help somebody. But to be honest with you, I don't I don't have my first aid kit when it comes to grief. I'm dealing with my own. I want to help, but sometimes we just don't know what to say. Yeah, often when I talk to a group, I'll say, you know, where did you get your grief education? And everyone just looks at you. Um, <laughs> well, we just learned it as we went. We watched our parents and our grandparents and other friends and family. We watched what they did. But the reality is most people don't get any grief education at all. Uh, they just kind of wing it and just take it as it comes. And uh, whether what they're doing is right or wrong, uh, they, they just do whatever comes to them. I've seen some churches with uh, signs outside, like Grief Share or Grief Ministry. Are those great places for grief first aid? Uh, grief Share is really uh, almost like the difference between a trauma center and a rehabilitation center. Grief Share mm. is great for people that have been uh, experienced a significant loss, uh, but they are um, months down the road from the actual loss. And, and for the most part, most people that, that experience a loss are in shock for the first uh, several months. And then only then when they're ready to look towards healing is grief share really helpful. Uh, we have people that show up at grief share, you know, days or weeks after a significant loss. And then they will say, well, grief share really didn't help me. And that's like saying, well, I showed up at the trauma center right after my car, at, at the rehab center, right after my car crash, and they really didn't do much for me. Well, that's not what they're designed to do. God, and, and Grief Share is a phenomenal program. My wife and I have been facilitating it for 17 years, and I, I would recommend it to anyone. But I would also uh, put the caveat in there, if you're going to go to Grief Share, make sure that you are through uh, the, the shock and the initial stages of grief before you really get into um, saying, I, I think the grief share will be helpful to me. That's a good point, Randy. I mean, when I look at you, you're not like Charlie Brown. Good grief, you're Charlie Brown. But you are the grief guy, but you share about good grief. Well, I've developed a program called First Aid for Grief, and it, it really ties into how I learned first aid for uh, all types of medical emergencies. Hmm. And the importance is not really understanding what to do at first, it's the importance of understanding why am I doing what I, I need to do. And if you understand why you are doing what you need to do, it comes natural just to do what needs to be done. And that's mm. where in grief, I see most people basically don't, number one, they don't know what to do, or they don't have the slightest idea why they need to do something at all. This first aid for grief, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I will have links to uh, Randy Doty's website and stuff. But th if you're in the Philadelphia 
or surrounding area, I encourage you to come out. It's happening this Saturday, April 15th. It's a conference. Uh, what would people expect at the first aid conference for grief? I've never heard of one. Yeah. Well, the, it's basically a workshop, a three-hour workshop where it's running from 9 a.m. till 12 noon. And we're going to be explaining a little bit of the fundamentals about grief. And we're going to be explaining uh, about love, about loss, and about having a meaningful life thereafter. And what's really involved in that? And what does, what does it really mean to love? And what does it really mean to experience loss? And, mm. and what does reconciliation mean? We, we hear about reconciliation, but what does that really mean? What does that look like? Yeah. Uh, how, can that, how can that actually happen? And First Aid for Grief really will explain why you need to do these things, and then we'll give you a whole list of things that are very helpful to do. I'm going to ask you a loaded question here. Who should come? Someone that just lost a loved one? Uh, what if it's a church group and they do grief share and they're, they're already in that ministry? Who should, be, who should come? I think it, it's good for everyone. Uh, if you've just had a recent loss and you're trying to figure out what can I do about this, I think um, it, you can come there. You can learn a lot of information. There, I have a booklet that I've printed out that's going to be helpful because when, when you're first in, in grief, you're, you have very much of a cognitive disability. It's mm -hmm. hard for you to absorb information. So you don't have to take a lot of notes because the workbook, I've literally written everything out. So if you're not taking notes, you're just sitting there trying to absorb it's good for people that have just uh, recently had a loss. It's, it's good for people that are trying to support others who are in their time of loss to understand what can I do, what should I do, when shouldn't I do. Uh, it's helpful for them. But I think it's especially helpful for people that just say, am I really equipped to love my neighbor through their season of loss if they don't believe what I believe and they don't live how I live? Because that's really uh, have been the, been the essence of what I've been trying to get to with our uh, first aid for grief is really equipping everyone to be able to help anyone who's experiencing a season of loss. Because mm -hmm. if we're going to love our neighbor, our neighbor isn't always going to church with us or believing what we believe or living how we live. Uh, but but just as in the story of the Good Samaritan, it mm. doesn't identify any of the characteristics of the Good Samaritan. Was he a Jew? Was he not a Jew? What, it doesn't identify anything about him because it really doesn't matter. No. Uh, it, it just matters what are we going to do? How are we going to respond to someone in, in their uh, most uh, difficult seasons of loss? That's a good point. In fact, you shared earlier before we even turned on the microphones about the Good Samaritan Act, right? right. There is such a thing. Right. Even non-believers, people that have never picked up a Bible in their life, understand the concept of the Good Samaritan because there's laws that exist that, that protect people who in good faith are going out to just try to help other people that are down and hurt. Uh, so so the, the, the Good Samaritan philosophy uh, is not just a religious philosophy, but it's even a secular philosophy where we, we should all be willing to step in and help someone in, in their most difficult times. So the story of the Good Samaritan has, has spread mm. to you know across the world, and, and people understand that concept. We are speaking with Randy Doty. Randy, you've had many hats in your life, and since I've known you, I mean, with the uh, EMT, like you mm -hmm. said, with the police, correct? Yep. How, Former chief of police right yeah. here for Broadcast Heights. So right. WBYN. This was my coverage area. Chief of police in Douglas Township, Berks County. You're also head of security of a major school yep. in the region. I, I, yeah, I was director of security at the Hill School for eight years. And you also part of real estate, and you still are with your daughter. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Legacy Real Estate in Boyertown. My daughter owns that company, and I've worked in real estate for the last uh, 34 years. So I guess my question to you is, all these different hats, which are amazing, 
each one in itself. What fuels your grief? I'm, and I, that's probably not the right way to say that. What fuels your passion to help people in their grief? I think my, my passion for helping people in grief was recognizing my own uh, journey. Uh, looking back on my life, I, I was not aware that every loss that you experience in your life, if it's not reconciled, will accumulate to every other loss and they compound and grow. And in, in my uh, training, I teach about a thing called the loss molecule, where every time we experience a loss, if we don't reconcile that loss, it will attach to other losses and they become compound losses. Hmm. So after you know, you know, things that had happened to me in my personal life, as well as things that had happened to me, you know, from years in police work on the ambulance, all of these things had really kind of uh, just been building and building. And I thought, well, I can, I can take them on. I can handle this. And uh, it ended up, you know, creating some significant problems in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, very early in my life, you know, uh, you know, one of the ways I was able to self-medicate was, was with alcohol. And uh, I, I didn't realize that I was even self-medicating or what I was doing, but all of these loss experiences were growing and growing. Uh, and then uh, one night, um, a close friend of mine took his own life, committed suicide. Wow. And that just completely took me apart. But that was that one loss was attached to every other loss that had happened up to my up to that point in my life. And suddenly I realized that the effects of, of compound loss, what happens when you don't deal with unreconciled losses. Mm. And that's uh, th then I w w began a journey to understand more about this thing called grief and and what it was all about. Yeah. I so appreciate what you do. And every time we meet, whether it's on on the radio at 107.5 Alive or doing a podcast or, or just in the neighborhood, selling a neighbor's home, I see you out and about. And uh, just seeing you, you bring comfort uh, to people. You encourage people. And I just thank you for what you're doing. You and your wife. You're, you. you're a wonderful team. Yeah, you know, we love working together. Uh, Cindy and I have been working together in, in grief. Cindy really was totally taken back when, you know, after being a police chief and a firefighter and ambulance driver, seeing me knock down that bed from, from the loss of my friend, yeah. uh, she was terrified because we were married at that point. We were married 20 years, and she had never seen me that broken. Wow. And uh, really everything basically unraveled when uh, when that happens. So she's she's joined me in the journey, and it's been a real blessing to having her uh, working side by side with yeah. me in the grief ministry. And we both feel that God's called us to this ministry. This is what we're called to do. And, and that's not just help other people in grief, but really go out and educate people. This is what grief is about. This is how you can ha help others. These are things you should do. Th these are things you shouldn't do. Um, and uh, try to avoid... Uh, everyone becoming the, the priest and the Levite in the mm. story of the Good Samaritan. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of people just don't know what to say or, or so they ignore the situation or the person, unfortunately, uh, go around the other way around the cubicle, or they just um, give platitudes? And uh, do you find that that's where we fall, most of us? Well, I think most people don't understand what to do because they don't understand why they would be doing it. Our, our knee-jerk reaction is to go out and say, I want to make them feel better. I want to comfort them. I yeah. want to take away their pain. It's not your job to take away their pain. It's your job to be present with them in their pain and support them. Uh, in the story of the wow. Good Samaritan, you know, the, the Samaritan didn't take away the pain of the uh, person that was robbed, but, but he attended to him and, 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 and did all he could because he, he apparently knew what to do. The question in the, the story of the Good Samaritan was, did the priest and the Levite know what to do or didn't they know what to do? Mm. And most of us don't know what to do, and we don't know what to do. We're going to avoid the situation. 
and that's what happens. And it doesn't only happen just in, in the secular world. It happens in the churches. I know there, from running Grief Share for many years, we have, have people who will show up from other churches, and they come in very hurt because they don't feel that their church responded very well to their season of loss. That's a shame. And, yeah. and, and it is a shame. But again, it comes back to the question, is the church staff really trained to respond to people in grief? And if you talk to most pastors and just say, you know, tell me about the grief training you got in seminary, they'll just mm. look at you and they'll say, we didn't get grief training in seminary. You know, there's, there's some biblical references that we have, but we don't really understand what to do or, or why we, we're doing what we need to do. And so my you know, mission is to go out to other churches, meet with church staffs, uh, meet with um, uh, ministries in the churches and teach them first aid for grief so they know how to do it themselves and how they can uh, their congregation can do it better themselves. Is this the first f- first aid? <laughs> That's not easy to say. Is this the first first aid workshop that you're doing? This is the first uh, actual first aid uh, for grief workshop that we're actually running because I've been developing the material over the last few years, yeah. and it's taken a while to really compile it and, and, and for me to look at it and for God to speak into my heart saying, how do I take this information and how do I share it with people so they're going to be able to understand it? Because there's a lot of complex things. You know, I have a, uh, a visual diagram of this is what love is, and, and that's mm. a pretty bold thing to step out and say, I can, I can do a two-dimensional drawing and show you what love is and explain, well, this is what loss is and, and, what, and, and what loss is all about. So it's taken a while to develop this material, but I'm pretty excited about uh, what, what we have and sharing it with others. And I've been sharing small bits and pieces of this with groups all along the way. So yeah. my, my grief share groups, you know, and they'll say, well, we, we want to know more. I'll say, when I do a seminar, so there's going to be a number of people coming from my grief share groups that are want to hear this material. I... Um, am one to love to go to a workshop, especially something like this, because this is positively different. Uh, like we say, I'm one of seven five. I I never can read my notes <laughs> after the workshop because I'm trying to write it so fast. Right. You've gone through and made sure that the notes are already written there, right? That we can actually just absorb the information with you, right? Um, I well, love the, this booklet. Yeah, thanks. There's a lot of material in here. One one of the things. Um, if, if you look at our planet, one of the things that's amazing about God's creation of the planet is there's only 110 naturally occurring elements on the planet which make up everything that exists. And in the lost molecule that we talk about in Grief Share, I literally have listed 110 wow. uh, naturally occurring lost elements that, that you could have experienced in your lifetime. And it really brings back some, um, some thought and idea about it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just looking through some of it. Abandonment. Accidental addiction, abortion, caregiver, child conflict. There's all all this is grief. Yeah, every everyone's grief is unique because the, there's an almost infinite number of combinations wow. of loss elements that you can have. And one of the things that's important about loss elements is uh, the what I call the emotional weight. Um, if you know, we would think that that emotional weight would stay constant, but it doesn't. If you've had a, a significant loss in your life, um, can you? Think of a significant loss you've had in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even just recently, right? Just right. Uh, yeah. And and when the loss is new, the emotional weight is extremely high. Mm-hmm. But over time, the emotional weight will decrease. Uh, it can decrease, and 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 that's really the the goal. Because the job of grief is not to get rid of the grief. Is it's to say how do I manage the emotional weight? Mm-hmm. Because if emotional weight stayed constant for every loss we had in our life, 
life would crush us yeah. halfway through life. We yeah. wouldn't be able to deal with it. But understanding how do I deal with the emotional weight of, of the various elements in the loss, those are the kind of things we talk about and explain. And once you understand, oh, this is what this is what the end goal is, this is what we're trying to accomplish, now it's very easy to go in and say, now I understand what I'm doing. It's not our job to take away their pain. It's our job to be present with them in their pain. And we have to have the discipline of both presence and silence, you know, because we think that it's our job to come in and fill every empty void with words. And that's not it. That's learning the discipline of silence is very difficult in grief. Just to be present and not say anything can be very, very difficult. That's extremely difficult, yeah. especially if a radio guy. I mean, yeah. dead air is horrible. And a, and, a sale, and a salesman the same way. You, know? <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just feel like you We're need, trained like we have to talk. We I mean, need, We need to fill the airtime. But we don't. Sometimes the, the best thing we can do is just that to listen. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, we had met with a, a woman whose husband had passed away, my wife and I, and, and we were sitting there, and she, she had shared a story, and then she really broke down was crying. And I didn't say anything, and, and Cindy's like bumping my knee, bumping my knee, you know, under the table, you know, it's just kind of like, say something, say something. I'm looking at her, no, <laughs> you know, this, there's nothing that we can say that, that would be meaningful to her. We just have to be willing to sit here in her presence in this mm. moment and not say anything. And she appreciated that. She appreciated the fact that we would uh, be willing to just sit there with her in her just moment of despair. And uh, not trying to take away her pain, not trying to comfort her, not trying just just be willing to be present. Yeah. And, and that's that's a truly loving gift if you're able to provide it. Truly it truly is. First Aid for Grief, it's all happening this Saturday, April 15th at Morningstar yes. in Bechtelsville. Correct. Uh, what is the cost of this? It's free. Wait a minute. You go, I'm looking at this booklet. This had to cost you something. I mean, you went through a lot of work. Why are you doing this? Um, just the same reason the Good Samaritan did what he did, Be wow. because somebody is in need. There are pe there are churches in need out there that need to have a, a better, uh, more robust uh, response to grief. Uh, there are people out there that that are in grief that need help. There are people that want to help their loved ones in grief. And uh, you know, God has equipped me and empowered me to do what I'm doing. And and uh, He didn't say you know go out and, and make a dollar doing this. This is this is my ministry. It's Cindy and my ministry. This is what we do together. And God we bless we you, want to help people, so yeah. So there's so many people that that will come to us and and uh, you know say, well, you know, I'm not in grief, but if I ever am, you know, I'll, I'll be out to you know to see you. And I always say, as a grief instructor, it's like teaching people to swim for the very first time right after their boat's capsized. Right. Why? What are you waiting for? Why don't I teach you in the shallow end of the pool? Yeah, you know, and and so so if, if you even if you're not in grief, if you come out and just say, listen, I want to be prepared for this. I want to know what to do. Uh, we start with an interesting exercise where we uh, basically ask the people, if you were told today that you were going to die within a year, what would you do to prepare your family to deal with the grief that they're going to experience from you passing? What what will mm. you do to help your family deal with the grief of your own? passing wow that's an important question yeah it is it's like well no i'm just going to let them figure it out on their own and <laughs> and, and hope 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 for the best and and that's what that's what many that's what happens i was a hospice volunteer for six years wow. and, and in, in my years with hospice volunteering one of the one of the, the biggest concerns that many people that are on hospice have is what's going to have to happen to my family what is what is the impact of my death going to be on mm. my family 
but yet there was no program out there to prepare them saying this is what you're going to need to do to prepare in advance. You, grief is, is, is going to happen. It's not like you're going to experience any less pain, but it's like first aid. Will I have the tools and techniques yeah. uh, to do what I need to do uh, when that happens? When it happens, because it's not a, it's not a matter of if, it's the when. Right. And it all happens. And like you shared in your booklet, it, it's uh, grief comes in all shapes and sizes. Right. Uh, yeah. From job loss to, I mean, even the pandemic yeah. um, brought us so much grief. Right. Um, and, and that's where, you know, people will come in and we talk about something and we won't talk about it first aid for grief. But I always talk about, you know, we sit around a table and someone says, well, my husband died and my son committed suicide and my daughter died of a drug overdose. Hmm. And someone will say, my goldfish died. And that, like everyone looks around like, what, you know. <laughs> Are you, you kidding me? You just, right. got, you just got voted <laughs> off the island. Get out of here. You know, you, you don't qualify to be here. And, and what I try to explain, and I tell this to everyone at the beginning of a grief share session, the person that says my goldfish died, that's only the tip of the iceberg. That's all that they're willing to share at this time. But no one shows up at a grief share because their goldfish died. Mm. There is, you know, there, there's, there may be divorce, there may be addiction, there may be, uh, you know, a, a cancer diagnosis, there may be a, a whole series of underlying losses that exist. And we have to respect the fact that if someone's coming here and the only card they're willing to play is my goldfish died, so be it. So be it. We're, we, I want to get to know you because when I get to know you, I know that you're you're and, you're, and you trust me. You're going to share more losses, and we're going to understand why you're here. And then we will feel not mm. worthy, right? When we understand what what, what, they're what, going what they've actually gone through in their life. So, True. so I call that the my goldfish died card. Mm. <laughs> we are speaking with Randy Doty. Randy, if uh, folks want to go to the uh, Saturday event, mm. how would they how would they register? What would they do? Yeah, you can register online. Uh, Morningstar Fellowship in Bechtelsville has a, a website, www.mstar.org. You just go on there. You can register for the seminar. And uh, we have a, a limited number of uh, workbooks that we'll be able to hand out. So if you register, we should definitely be able to have a workbook available for you. And um, just come on out. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. And uh, I think you're going to learn an awful lot about grief that you never understood or knew before. It's going to be great. Now listen, this podcast is going to be up and the shelf life is however long people tune into the, the podcast. So maybe somebody's listening to this and it's 2024 and they're saying, I would love to have that at my church. I would, yeah. can they? Yeah. How would they go about that? Uh, I, right now we're, we're in the process of putting together a website. We haven't you know accomplished that yet. That will happen very soon. But uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my uh, email and that's rdoty at doty.com. So that's r d o a t y at d o a t y dot com. That's my direct personal email. If you email me and you say, hey, we would like to have a workshop at our church or we'd like to have a training for our staff or for our, our grief team, uh, just give me a call and uh, we'll see if we can get you on the schedule. And, and uh, that's, this is my calling. This is what yeah. I do. I want to come out and uh, you know, not only train you in what to do, but explain to you why you need to do it uh, the way you do. Excellent. Brother, love you. Love what you and yep. Cindy are Thanks. doing. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great one. Yep, you too. Well, that's a wrap. Season three, episode three, Solid Sound Bites with John Yost and our special guest, Randy Doty. All the links are below on this podcast. Share it, won't you? And I look forward to meeting you again on Solid Sound Bites with John Yost. Take care.